the champ is here. Do, 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 do. The champ is here. Hey, Marcus, you know, it's, it is a tradition on the show that when a champion is in the building, they get to do what they want with the hosting of the show. Hey, I mean, shout out to Carabao Cup winner, Liverpool, 118th minute game winner by one of the greatest of all time, man, Virgil van Dyke. The legacy is going up. Must be nice, right, Marcus? They thought it was over. Just getting started, man. Chapter one of the Amazon documentary oh, man. is completed. And I want y'all to know, welcome to episode 81 of Champagne Soccer. We got our pinkies up early, motherfuckers. Woo! Popping that champagne must be nice to be victorious. It was a very highly contested game. Shout out to Pep Guardiola. He had his press conference before uh, the Luton match. And he said when he came to England, Brian Kidd, legendary assistant coach under Alex Ferguson, excuse me, and at Man City, he said, hey, man, don't take that Carabao Cup serious because Alex Ferguson used to say that tournament is for scrubs and busters, for the little kids, let them get their experience. But Pep acknowledged that in the last few years, Things have changed because the best teams in the country are now winning the tournament and dominating the tournament. We've seen City have their run. Liverpool have their run. Before them, Chelsea was killing the Carabao Cup. So, of course, this was, even though it's not considered a big cup historically, when you have two legendary clubs going at it, it's going to spark things. So when you saw that lineup, Marcus, were you confident in seeing that result through, or did you think, uh, we might concede this because we're missing a lot of our top guys. Hey, man, when I seen that lineup, it was like that old Harry Potter scene when the voodoo Jamaican dog, when the bus went skinny. I was like, ooh, shake it, warrior. Because I did not believe, <laughs> did not believe in that. Honestly, I was like, we got to do work early. Um, I liked the Robinson being back. Um, I liked it, Connor being out there. The question I had was about Ryan, and then we ended up losing Ryan super early. Um, but honestly, bro, like it's funny. Like I guess we Monday Monday morning quarterbacking in a sense. Uh, to hear the shit that Potts was saying, like I, I don't think he really thought they could win the begin the beginning. Like even with that lineup, because like in my opinion, like you say, I would have been in my locker room like shit, no more. No Darwin, no no Sabasa, no Jones. Like what are what are they doing? So Virgil Van Dyke really did some real captain shit, man. Like they said, man. Like they say on strength to strength, man. Man, he he turned boys to men, bro. Like come on, man. It was impressive. Now, Cletus, before we get into the final, real quick. I'm sure you're aware that uh, Chelsea has lost six straight finals at the Emirates. Uh, what do you think is behind that? Do you think it's because it's not just one coach that this has been under? Do you believe that this is just something to do with the mentality of or not getting the balance right? What do you think is the cause of this losing streak? And then, of course, what happened in the Carabao Cup? Because well, we could say, you know, three out of those six losses have gone to Liverpool. 
So maybe it might be because we're playing Liverpool in the final again, which is weird because, you know, ever since the new Wembley has, has opened up, Chelsea has won the most trophies there. But in recent time, I just think, you know, our mentality has been extremely weak going into finals. Um, our teams, our personnel and our coaching, you know, that takes us to these finals have been extremely poor. For instance, um, we played Liverpool twice. I think it was like Carabao Cup and something else. Um, and, you know, Tucho couldn't even get a goal. So with that being said, I just think we're not, you know, we're just not strong enough to compete. Um, yes, we have good players. You know, you expect us to do certain things. But as a team, we're not uh, a cohesive team to compete with somebody like Liverpool. And it showed uh, this week because, you know, they're able to play kids that can't drink. And we're playing, you know, individuals that were bought for $100 million. And, you know, you, you couldn't tell who were the kids on the field. And we lost. So, yeah, there's so much that could go on about that game, man. So much. According to expert Enzo on Twitter, you already know who he's a member of. He's a member of Chelsea FC. He stated that the average age of Chelsea's players was 23.9 years old. And the average age for Liverpool players was 25.8. So, you know why? It's a 30-plus-year-old dude on the field at midfield. I mean, y'all had a lot of – I mean, how old is Andy Roberts? Y'all had – I mean, y'all had y'all boys out there. <laughs> I think he's like 20, 20 what's called? But you remember he got – I mean, I, is, I think Semicast might be older than Andy, though, low-key. You think so? Maybe by a year. Mm. How old is – I thought Robertson was like maybe like 27, 28. I think he getting close to 30 also, bro. Oh, okay. Let me see. Andy Robertson. Yep, he turns 30 in a couple weeks. He's 29 right now. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah, I will yeah, I get to you. That that way it did bounce. But honestly, I did want to add, bro. Endo, yeah, Endo old as hell. Yeah, you know. I wanted to add, bro, we subbed on some some kids that fathers were journeymen in the league, bro. In different leagues, bro. Dennis, Bobby Clark, McConnell. Like, like bro, like <laughs> These dudes with with uh, legacy, but still like these still like these dudes playing for under eighteen this weekend. Like, <laughs> hey man, See, but that's what the Carabao Cup is about, man. Get twenty minutes of glory, do your thing. And I've seen a lot of Chelsea fans complain about Poch's uh, tactics in the second half. How it looked like he was more so playing for penalties. Um, not being aggressive by the end of the match. If you look at the stats, Liverpool uh, won the possession battle with 53% possession. The chances uh, were pretty even, but uh, Clay this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I got a question for Clay. Also, I was about to say, how how did you feel when you saw Sterling? I understand Nicholas because everybody was like, what the fuck is he doing? But Gallagher and Sterling, how did you feel when you saw them get sub off? Because to me, those are the dudes that actually orchestrated the clearest chances. Yeah, you could say that. But I think with Connor, um, I'm more okay with them staying on the pitch because he kind of gives us like all the energy we need. You know, he fights for the loose ball, makes the tackle, makes the extra pass, makes the late run into the box. He does everything, you know, he did everything besides score a goal um, this weekend, which is really frustrating. Um, but when it comes to, like, 
was never Sterling. seen a box to box number ten in my life. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know that that's the Not game. A number ten. Uh. That's the game we we watch nowadays. You don't know what these these niggas be doing half the time. They just be on the pitch and get paid one hundred twenty a week. We don't know what they really do. Um, but Sterling, I think like with his his issue to me is more so like because his name is Sterling and we've seen him play in the league for so long. We think he's doing this. We're expecting him to give us this. But realistically, like, my boy just sits on that wing and just waits and, and you know, tries and hopes that, you know, Nicholas Jackson makes the pass to him for his tap-in or he makes his small little runs on the wing. But I don't think Sterling gives us enough in that attack for me to say you're starting every game or you're starting in a cup final. Like, you know, to me, I feel like he's right now he will more than likely come off the bench. I'm definitely starting Paul Palmer and Cuckoo over him, but you know, Cuckoo, you know, is injured again. Um, but I just think with with uh what's his name? Sterling, yes, the experience is vital, but he is not someone that I'm looking at as a starter for Chelsea Football Club moving forward. He's not someone I look at and say, he had three dribbles. Okay, he had four successful dribbles, he had two crosses. Oh, he he had a goal, but it was like I don't really because I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed by what he does for us. He doesn't from that. I want to. I guess I want to go into. Do you think those two hundred million guys can be the foundation? Come on, please. Come on, please. No, I'm not even gonna let you finish that question. You, you know what my answer is gonna be. Those 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 guys are not worth Chelsea football material. Tell us. Tell us your opinion. Why? I mean, let's keep it honest. You know, like to me, I never believe players that get bought off of World Cup hype, unless your name is Thomas Muller or you know. Um, yeah, he was a wonder kid. We saw, yeah. and you know, like this, and, and or Kylian Mbappe. Like we know what wonder yeah, another kid. Another wonder kid. Him. People saw. Yeah, you're right about that though. That tournament bias is real. My bad. Go ahead. Are you good, man? But you know, when you look at players like even like you know, um, James Rodriguez, it didn't work out. And then same thing with Enzo. It's like you're only seeing a player play in six games, and they're not playing at their top level within those six you know games, whatever the case may be. So it's like. How can you invest so much into a player that has not proven himself at the highest level consistently, first and foremost? Secondly, you don't know if he has the qualities to lead a team or to be the face of a team as big as Chelsea. And we're going through a re a whole revamp. Is this somebody that you can rely on for the future that's going to be able to, you know, help the younger kids when they come into the team? Like, there's so many questions behind it that, I know for a fact that these new people at Chelsea didn't think about. I know they didn't go into like the scouting aspect of like player analysis. You know, it's more so like who can we buy, get the traction, get the name, the sell. I think that's what they're pretty much focused on. And is is it's hurt us. Like, bro, I, if you was to give me a hundred million right now and tell me to go buy some pieces for Chelsea to like to you know some players to invest in the future and slowly build with. I would have probably went and got Shavi Simmons for like 40 and I would have got him on loan because PSG would have probably let that go for the 40 on the loan. Easy. Enzo for six, you could have got Enzo I, for 16. I mean, bro, but even me though, he wasn't on my radar going like into the world cup. Like, yeah, I heard Enzo's good, this, this, and that, but like his name wasn't ringing bells enough to that caliber to even be like, Oh, there's a kid out in, in, uh, in Portugal, we need to look into, or there's this kid play for Argentina, we need to look like even Nicholas Jackson, his name was not that big. Like when we had bought him, I thought we was buying um uh the other, 
the yeah, other the, dude on the team? Yeah, yeah the Chuk Wazy guy. Uh, <laughs> so that was like, all right, bet. Because I watched him play the, like, that season. I was like, yeah, this nigga has definitely evolved. He, like, you know, he's shown progress. He may not be a starting player, but I could see him being a squad player at Chelsea and, you know, evolving. Instead, I go and look at the highlights, Nicholas Jackson, and I'm like, oh, God. And then I've seen him in person play. <laughs> bro, I'm sorry, bro. I, like, you know, no, Mike saying, my mans, I love you to death. You know that, bro. But sometimes even Mike say be like, I'd be like, I'm, you know, I'm being biased. But realistically, bro, it's more so like this is a sport that I've played and I've watched my whole life. So I could tell certain things about certain players like, yes, you're good, but you're not good. You feel me? Like, and it was a conversation we had this week about Nicholas Jackson and um another player and we're like you know jackson is good but he's just missing like the little it factor to make him you know be somewhat of a good premier league player yes he has a lot of goals this season Jordan but... you. he's he's not a number nine bro <laughs> yeah, he's not bro he you has know, 11 caps for senegal still hasn't scored bro scoring tapping goals here and there but like you know it looks nice but realistically bro those are goals that marcus is scoring goals that i'm scoring you know Goes that a lot of niggas could be scoring with their eyes closed. So you, you're not impressing me. You're not worth 100 mil. Him and Caicedo, man, I, I, it's, it's, it's a bus. Let me roll so I want to. I want to. You guys bought Nicholas Jackson for 32 million pounds. Okay. I mean, hey, for I'm not worth that is 22. That's not bad. Not worth it. <laughs> it's not over, man. Drugba struggled not to say he's going to turn into Drugba, but Drugba didn't have a fast start. Thierry Henry didn't have a fast start. Hey, man, sometimes it takes people a while to adjust to a new country, a new style of play, you know, a new language. Hey, it's a lot. So hey, before we leave this game, I kind of want to open it to the panel, I guess. Um, what what was the moment that imp- that you that you guys were impressed with in that game? I guess I'll pop it off. So that Enzo break when he when he put um Kaiseido on the floor and he dribbled past Enzo. I was like, oh the shit. This shit is next. I don't know if it was a singular moment for me. I think I'm gonna give, I'm gonna be very objective. And I'm just gonna say, like, like Chelsea, I want to say one thing about them, like how they how they play against like top two opponents sometimes. It's kind of startling because it seems like they don't play that way against the lower level teams, but when they play against City, they play against Liverpool, you know, whomever, they turn it on. I mean, I don't know. I was pretty excited. Uh, I didn't watch the whole game, but what I did watch was pretty hot. And so uh, I was pretty, pretty impressed by Chelsea's drive and the fact that they probably, you know, offside, you know, with them, with that offside uh, for that Sterling goal or the non-goal, you know, they, they could have been up front. You know, they could have had Liverpool playing from, from behind. So I just give credit to the fact that they they even just step up in the, in the way they step up in these big teams. So Yeah, none of their – I'm looking at all their L's in these finals. I mean, it's not like they got blown out in any of them. 2019 League Cup, they lost the city on penalties 4-3. 2020, they lost to Arsenal 2-1. Uh, 2021 – FA Cup, they lost to Leicester 1-0. League Cup 2022, they lost 11-10 on penalties. Then uh, 2022 FA Cup, they lose 6-5 to penalties to Liverpool. Then 
uh this year 118th minute game winners so yeah all of these have been heartbreaking L's which is lovely to see I think uh for Chelsea the biggest takeaway for me is yeah like I said Poch when you're playing against a team that is dealing with injuries at key positions uh Kelleher has done well in the league cups and the domestic cups but he ain't Allison uh you would think you would try to be more aggressive and assertive especially when that controversial goal was taken away for offside, you would think they'll say, hey, keep pushing, keep trying to counter, be aggressive, but seems like they lost their spark and Potch, yeah, he was, he got shook. I don't know. But yeah, man, hey, now they're saying there's a count about the trophies we don't know i've seen people say now this means uh liverpool has the most trophies out of the english clubs i think 68 to 67 then i see another list that says oh major trophies liverpool has 46 united has 43 do you guys keep up with that stuff which club historically has the most trophies i mean ephraim it's you guys, you and Marcus is clubs for the battle. Do you guys care about that stuff? Uh, I mean, I think Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues are the ones you really look at. Honestly, I, I don't know. FA Cups maybe come in as close third. Uh, obviously, the Carabao Cup is going to be the last on that list. But, I mean, I don't know. I Maybe more so in recent years because, as we've seen, it, these cups have become big again or or have are becoming bigger, you know, with money and television. And, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of teams do play their bigger, you know, their their bigger stars and their and their stronger lineups sometimes. So um, I think if it wasn't for the injuries, Liverpool would have played a, would have played a little bit different, you know, would have played some different players, obviously. So, um yeah, man, I think only because of, of of how popular it's become because of the money in TV is is reason why people are paying more attention uh, as of recent years. I would say for honestly, at first, no. <clears throat> but there's a big but. When Ratcliffe opened his fucking mouth and said, you knocking us off our perch? Some shit that we said back in the day when we did that to y'all. Nah, bruh. Klopp gonna ride on y'all. Gonna get everything he can before he dip. Cause I don't wanna hear that 10, 10, 10 shit no more. I mean 20 times. Nah, fuck out. Yeah, 20 times, 20 times, man. Oh, sorry. I don't wanna sing. <laughs> he was, yeah, whoa. He hey, got hey, hey, also, also, it, uh, also, Sir Alex did say it too, though. He said he said it as well. So I'm just letting you know. It wasn't just Jim Ratcliffe that said it. Man. Hey, Klopp already got him on speed now. We troll him every time we win some. So we ain't worried about it. But yeah, recently, I started to care. All right, when we got that joint, because I actually saw, I thought we it was 20. We had 20, and then they had 21. With the on the trophy game side of it, I guess that was like I guess they were trying to say that was majors, but um, what you saying? What is it, sixty eight, sixty seven, or something like that? Yeah, but then there's another one that says, "Hey, take away the cups that aren't serious, like 
the FIFA World Cup, Club World Cup, <laughs> Club World Club, community, whatever they gonna call it. Yeah, but uh, so I don't know, man. <laughs> All I know is Arsenal is still third place, but City and Chelsea are creeping. And hey, Manchester City six, Luton two. Ephraim, when you saw Holland scored five goals, De Bruyne had four assists. What did you think, man? <laughs> uh, that they had a much better time against Luton than, than the United did. Ah, um, yeah, hey. <laughs> much easier time. I mean, you know, I, I think one of those situations is a, a, the better team is doing what they're supposed to do against a team that's not as good as them. And they, and they, that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, granted, you're still supposed to respect your opponents and, and not take them lightly, of course. And uh, it doesn't seem like City did that, but it, it they they did exactly what they're supposed to do. They beat a team that is not even close to their level, and that's what they should have done. So I honestly I don't take anything from it. If it was a, a bigger opponent, I would say so. I give Luton credit. They're in the, the Premier League, and they've been playing big teams pretty decent, especially at home. At the same time, like – a team like City, who has um, ambitions of, of, uh, sorry, I don't know just happened. Uh, of ambitions of uh, of getting a treble again or or a quadruple, whatever you want to call it, um, then they should be looting. This shouldn't shouldn't be a, shouldn't be an issue at all. Sweep to the side, move on to the next one. Marcus, does it make you nervous that now City is getting on their form? Their best players are back, and they getting their motion in order. Um, a little bit, but I ain't gonna lie. They they just be having lapses. It's kind of like they want to make it interest more interesting. Um, but then like they most of their injuries that I'm like worried about or like looking at is like Aki. Did Aki come back? Like that that back line when they started having injuries. That's what I was more so like. Oh, okay, then we could see. Yeah, some, Aki but... played the day he started. Okay, okay. That so if they all back, I'm not worried yeah, about Doku's that. Yeah, Doku's back too. The only one that isn't back yet is Grealish. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not worried about Doku, bro. When we play them <laughs> on the 13th, you realize Trent not playing, bro. It's somebody that knows that you your moves. Who was that? They had a breakdown of Doku moves and he only got three of them. And they said like a low level uh what is it back uh left back or right back had held him down and that was kind of when pep was like nah i can't go with this bullshit oh my bad grillish played today too i'm lost oh yeah nah i was about to say i was about to say dan i was about to say dan he played today but he got hurt and so he he came out yeah he had his head under a a towel because yeah but when i seen that score line bro i said these dudes out here playing a video game like it seemed like they just was playing that holding L one and then doing the uh the square button and just letting Holland do his thing. Well, Anthony Klopp said people are scared. They don't want Liverpool to win the quadruple. You still pushing for another trouble. Must be nice to see your squad score goals for fun, no issues in the game outside of that Grealish injury. What did you think about that injury? Does it, does it look serious? Have you heard anything about it yet? Uh, the injury specifically happened when my eyes were uh, closing on themselves, so I didn't notice it. I just woke up and saw his head under the towel, so I really don't see didn't see the uh, ex- I guess how 
powerful or the height or magnitude of the injury. So hopefully he's back. I think he was just upset because he was inert coming back from injury and then just got hurt again. Other than that, man, like Marcus said, a key, he's back. Uh, I saw Vardiol. He's on his way back. He's not one of those backline guys that's been hurt, but personally, he can uh, take his time, from my my opinion. Uh, but the team is clicking, man. I like how Nunez is is moving <clears throat> the midfielder. We picked up from <clears throat> the Wolves and Kovacic. He's a baller too. Um, De Bruyne, he's he's not just back. He's 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 a hundred percent back. Uh, King Kev is is here, and uh, Holland is is feeding off the assist king being back. So that's good to know. Hey, it said he uh, reactivated his injury. Yeah, see, damn, that sucks, man. Um, wish him the best. Hope Grealish gets comes back. Come get back when you can. Uh, Oscar Bob signed another long contract, so <laughs> that may be. Hey, you know what I'm saying? If Doku can't get hey it done, man, twenty twenty nine. <laughs> yeah 2029 man you know what i'm saying we got the, got the young young pup for that long so we we good to go uh marcus just watch out i know y'all y'all top of the league right now but <clears throat> y'all been there before so you ready yeah. for another draw <laughs> <laughs> you know how that shit go nah that's not for us to nah that's not happening now, now I got the treble, the a treble repeat in sight. So, I think the the lions, the champions that we are, you know, we, <laughs> yeah, man, just be careful, don't slip up, man. The Detroit Lions, or what nah, type the, of the, you the, mean? The, the winning spirit of a lion in our hearts, the heart, the heart of a, of a lion, which is a champion. That's what I was referring to. Okay, just making sure. I was like, hey, man, I know. Nah, 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 not, not, not I those. Mean, hey. Nope. nope. So, hey, nope. Man, you, you know, king know. of the jungle, lion, king, mm. champion, lion, mm. lion, king. Oh, what is this? <laughs> just just making the connections of lions and champions. Hey, man. Hey, Cletus. How does it feel to see your boy Holland scoring five goals? Must be nice, man. I'm sure you made some nice cheese off that. Play Luton, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I didn't. When he hat trick in England. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let this topic, you know, slide for now. And then Ooh. towards the end of the year, we're gonna come back in and you know have the convo on Holland this season, and you know analyze. What I was saying last year compared to what we saw this year, and you know, compare and contract, you know, do do a gap analysis. You I mean, you were go. right. Well, you don't need a case study <laughs> for this. You were right. Yeah, I know. Why are you, you waiting? The Ballon d'Or said he's not a pure footballer. We know it. Yeah. Why are you give him go score the year? That's all you do, boy. Just say you it. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's okay because you know they let it. They let it. They let a grandpa in the MLS win the best player in the world. They don't care you anymore. Know, we, 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 we're not going to discuss that. But certain men that you know, well, you don't want to discuss who won it. Certain, certain men that I need them on a pod. So we discuss the the you know the comparing contract because what I was saying last year and what I'm seeing now is very evident. You know. Hey man, like, so you just gonna wait for him to not get like seven assists until the end of the season for you to just be like, no, 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 no. He can run up the numbers. He could keep running up the numbers, right? But at the end of the day, the productivity 
that he offers I, the club and the numbers just don't really align correctly. And so I don't know what the score in England in the PL. injuries. I don't know, but I just we're not seeing Highland this year. Yeah, he, you're right. He's fallen off compared to last year, and he still leads the Premier League in goals. So that just lets you know the quality of the league. That hey, man, he can sit down for a month. <laughs> don't matter. Second in goals, by the way, is Salah with 15, and he's been injured. So yeah, it lets you know, hey, man, there's not that many snipers in the PL, man. So. I mean, we saying it, Dan. Our league is huff. We're we're just loving hip hop with VAR. That's all it I mean, is. Yeah, whoa, I mean that's mm-hmm. Arsenal. That's really Arsenal FC. If you really want to be technical, you saw the clips of your uncle Jorginho, his girl oh. asking, "Oh, do I need? Can I get my ring? Oh, do I yeah, think? Get- hey, hey, we're loving hip hop, Arsenal. I see. Did you I see, see the clip? Yeah, Dan. You see the clip when he when he basically said he didn't speak English. Like he Yo, was that like, was next. He was, was using next. Google Translate. And he was like, and then she was like, "Yeah, copy paste, this- copy paste, copy paste, copy paste." <laughs> Bro, I've seen you talk. Hey, man, Arsenal is really loving hip hop. Ephraim, I saw these brothers are trying to move like Ephraim. They were at a cabin styling on the weekend, enjoying the nice weather. I was like, hey, man, don't they know that? And then I was like, oh, yeah, we ain't got no FA Cup. These brothers can't take a break. I don't know what they're doing, man. They living luxuriously. Thomas Partey, um, well, I mean, well, yeah, you know. What Arteta's been doing, Cletus, you've seen it. He's telling everybody to get married and get their girl pregnant. Slow down and honor your woman. Stay so in the house. Go, yeah. <laughs> no fun. No more fun. I saw a pic. I was like, hey, man, Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus was playing Call of Duty or one of those shooting games. They were going crazy. I was like, hey, man, they need to just become streamers and turn it in. But, hey, back to... Ephraim, let me ask you this. Do you think there's a drop-off in Holland this year, or do you think it's just injuries? Cause... See, I take a different view than Cletus. Like, to me, if he's scoring goals, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Unless you just have a system set up to where you want him to play a certain way and he's not following through on that, then sure, I get I get the criticism. But but Pep's not asking this dude to drop back and play at false nine or, or to, to drop in the midfield to link up play. He's asking this dude to score goals. And if he's scoring goals, he's, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. But, yeah, so, yeah, at the end of the day, to answer your question, I know that was a long answer. Yeah, I think it's only because of injuries, honestly. I don't think it's – he just ramped up five goals in the FA Cup in another tournament. So, I mean, come on now. And to that point, with injuries, he's been injured, and also Kevin De Bruyne has been injured. So, with his role on the team, the guy, the leading assist guy, wasn't there to – provide those easy uh, pass or not easy, but easy for Kevin passes that would get to Holland. And so that may be a part of his productivity in the sense of him not functioning well in the system or I guess Clay's system, not Pep system, but Clay Clay's system. Well, well no, you, you said it, you said it yourself. It's yeah. not Clay's system. You said it yourself. <laughs> right, right. The brother wasn't there. The goals wasn't there. So that is the Pep goals. system. The brother feed him. Because we Daddy's not there. With he no Bowden was the one who had to carry the attack. So, I mean, yeah, it's different styles for your personnel. Right. Yeah, because I... If I'm a tank, if I'm a tank goal scorer, the like put the ball... Months. If I'm a tank goal scorer, put the ball to my feet so I can score the ball. Exactly. But, That's what we're saying. Because yeah. no one else can... Doku can't do it. Greenwich, right. you don't really get assists. That's fine. Exactly. Yep. 
And so if I can't, if I don't have an easy assist man, I'm gonna have to rough the rough people up myself, bully, bully ball, truck some center backs for a goal, or wait for Kevin DeBrunning to get healthy and get the ball to my feet. So yeah, there you go. Nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with being Shaq, man. You can still be dominant. You don't have to be an all-time great footballer. You can just be all-time great goal scorer. That's good enough. We'll, we'll just we just know he won't play on Claytis' team. He, oh no, no, he wouldn't play on a lot of designer niggas' team. We know that. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Even he, hey, Claytis, I ain't gonna lie. Forever. I ain't gonna lie, Claytis. There have been some weeks this season where I have wished, like, man, what the fuck, man? Why can't he play like Benzema? And I've said that I've said that out loud. I, I think I've even said that to Dan talking about Holland. Like, yo, why can't he just be like like jiggy with his touch and use his left foot to just go to the side of the goal? He's a Viking. Back. It's not his DNA. Yeah, yeah. I'm see, like, he, I, I, I noticed certain things, Claytis, to be like, yeah, I kind of wish he did have that versatility or just a yeah, man. He's not from the streets. He didn't play in the streets, you know. Hey, he didn't hey, play hey, the streets. Who is a B A? Hey, chill, chill. You, you know the Red Arab football is gone. They got rid of the streets. It's a suburban yeah. game now. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. You know, guys like Kareem, you know, they play in the streets before they went to the academy. So they had that that knowledge of, you know, how to get past players, not have to rely on tactics all the time, how to, you know, make decisions on their own. But, and tell the truth, know. man. Benzema got to relax for a long time because yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Cristiano there, Higuain was there. He didn't, the pressure wasn't on Benzema to do much, but just make space for Cristiano. So that's why it was easier for him to be under the radar. It's really when Cristiano left that Benzema became the Don that we consider him now. But even yeah, we know it didn't last long because he's in Saudi Arabia lost. I mean, I always knew Kareem had it in him. It was, I think his issue was also like the confidence thing. But once he kind of got through his little shell, and then the Cristiano situation. And yeah, they had to get rid of Higuain. They had to get rid of a real goal scorer to let him play. Yeah, I don't know about Higuain. That, it's that's the truth. Higuain, a real goal scorer. Because, to be quite honest, Higuain fucked himself over at Madrid a lot of times. And that's why it was very He would always score more goals. And then what happened? He went to Napoli and then broke the Serie A record for goals. I mean, he's a goal scorer. He was a better goal scorer than Benzema. Benzema was the all-around guy. And when you have Cristiano Ronaldo... The all-around guy is better than another guy that takes goals from him. That was the game. We know what it is. We're going to come back to that combo later because, you know, he, he he came to my club, man. Huffington Post. Yeah. Because England, hey, we saw that. And then what happened? He went to Italy. He was balling. And then he went to England and was cooked. But by then, that brother was couldn't even run anymore. He relaxed. Yeah, so, hey, shout out to... Higuain, you tricked off a sitter in the 2014 World Cup to help Germany win because, hey, if y'all won that, then Messi might have been the GOAT 10 years ago. <laughs> but that's another story for another day. Back to you, Claytis. Your boy, Thomas Tuchel, finally decided to disappear at the end of the season. Some people are upset and said you should just dip now. Uh, what do you think about the decision to let him leave at the end of the season and are you putting together a plan for Xabi Alonso? Or are first you trying all, to bring Hansi Flick back? First of all, I don't know why you said that he made the decision to leave. He was, I mean, you could say it was a mutual decision. It is, I mean, because if it was if it was Thomas Tuchel's decision, he would be moving on later. He would want to see out his contract. The club could decide 
to fire him right now. They decided as a middle ground, leave at the end of the season, bro. <laughs> Kill us some more. You know, you, you, you didn't make the decision. It was, the decision was kind of made for you. Um, but, you know, we're not going to speak too much. Actually, we are going to speak on time. Yeah, break it down. Everybody knows how I feel Because about what do you think about that, that you guys are nine points behind Leverkusen and it's not looking like he can turn things around, but they're still keeping him. What do you think about that? Um, there's a lot of factors going into that, uh, but I think from a Barnes perspective as a club, um, I think we're kind of embarrassed at the moment that we've kind of fallen this low. And it's not just this season. It's been something that's been like going around in the background. But we saw the team digress year after year. The intensity is not the same, you know. And we got lucky last year to win the league, you know, the way we won it. But nothing about this season um, has has like told any Bayern fans of the board that this team and this manager is good enough to compete moving. Excuse me, moving forward. Um, we've had the most loss in a season that we've had maybe since like the nineties. You feel me? Like is we've had eleven losses already this season. I think in all competition. Um, which is is crazy for Bayern Munich. Um, but, yeah, it's just the performance itself is not good enough. Sucho hasn't helped himself at all from day one, especially last year and then going into the summer where he was talking down on, you know, Kimmage and Goretzka a lot, um, a lot of the senior players like Muller, you know, but those are the same players that, you know, like the past game or two have kind of bailed him out. Even last season and started this season, they've been the ones that kind of like have bailed him out, even though he doesn't want to play them or he always makes an excuse as to why they're not starting. Um, but he hasn't helped himself at all. He has too many enemies in the club. Um, and plus, he's not a Bayern player. He's never played at the club. So he doesn't understand what it means to say Mia San Mia, what that entitles, you know, what it means to give to the club. So he's more like an outsider you know, trying to look in and you could tell like all the previous Byron coaches that I've played at Byron, they understand what it means, you know, to be at Bayern Munich or anyone that says, you know, I'm a Bayern fan. They understand what it means to sacrifice for the club. And I don't think he's, he's shown that. And that's why I'm glad that they've kind of made the decision early to let him go at the end of the season. And with Max Albert coming in, you know, they're able to kind of like look at the squad in the summer and say, you know, this is where we're going to make changes. We're going to do an overhaul. And I think it's good that they brought in Max at the time that they brought him in. So that way you can kind of focus on the team in the summer and work with whatever new coach that we're looking to bring in uh, for the next season. Who do you prefer, Shabby Alonzo or Hansi Flick? Or is there another candidate that you're interested in? To be honest, right now, I'm keeping my options extremely open. Um, I know in the past, Barnes always said that we want a German-speaking coach, but I think we're going away from that. I don't think that's like a a number one criteria. Um, but I'm actually, I'll be interested to see Una Emery maybe come into the Bundesliga. Um, Yuli Hernes' nephew, Stuttgart, is doing really good. Una Emery? At yeah, MC I mean, Hollywood? You, hey, yeah, man, you want that yeah. pragmatic guy? I mean, you say pragmatic, but like you, I think with you coach my club, I know his tactics. You don't remember you guys smoked Arsenal in the Europa League with that guy? Yeah, your team has no heart. Yeah, you, you, you got... 
you yeah, talking no about my team. What what happened to Ashton Villa? What happened to the top four race, man? They I mean, still hey, fourth you know, place, no, no, but I mean, like, like mm. I think they did get a lot of injuries recently that did fuck them up with that as well. And playing, I think, in Europe, I think they had a lot going on, but. I I I would like to see a new a new you know philosophy, new energy, new vibe in the in the Bundesliga and you know in Bayern München um, all around. I'm also open to uh, like I said, Uli Hunnis's, uh nephew over at Stuttgart. He's been doing really good. Stuttgart is playing well. He knows. Nepotism hires. That's what you want after Tuchel. Hey man, I, but I think what the team is what Bayern is looking for in the, right now is they really are trying to plan for the future. So the players that, like, we're keeping and we're letting go is going to be extremely important. So that's why I, I don't want our next coach to be someone that's going to have, like, this, you know, this magnifying glass on them at all time because you're a high-profile coach. Da, da, da. I they're think going right to have now, the magnifying glass on them anyways. It's FC. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I think right now, like, we're trying to, like, trying to, you know, air out the, the crib, let the smoke clear a little bit. We're not trying to, you know, drop too many big bombs. We're really trying to trying to keep the lid on things right now. So we don't we're not trying to go too big, but you know, we'll see how the summer plays out. I'm just glad we have somebody in the office that's a a previous Bayern player and his name is not Brazo. Yeah, but he understands the club history, man. He he's Mia Sam Mia. Claytus, isn't that all you need? He used to play for y'all. I mean, Max Elber, yeah, he's Mia Sam Mia. And plus the good thing about him is his record um at the other clubs in the Bundesliga, his work that he's done. And he's also looking to bring in the, I think the sporting director or like one of his assistants over at um Leipzig. So it's like at least I know what you know, Max Elber, like I know that you have a track record, a proven record of, you know completing the work that you've completed you know we all saw how Leipzig has evolved onto the stage how they compete in the Champions League you know they produce great kids you know and that's what we're looking to like kind of emulate moving forward so he's me I son me at Brazil he could get the fuck wow the mighty Bayern Munich is trying to be like RB Leipzig times are falling off hey man hey man our team was destroyed <laughs> team. we allowed two men to destroy our club man so and Oliver Kahn and now we're Hey, man. <laughs> Ephraim, I got to ask you a question, man. That 2-1 two, that against Fulham. Uh, Game-winning goal in the 97th minute, Alex Sawobi, right after a Harry Maguire equalizer in the 89th. Uh, what are your thoughts on that result, man? Who you ask that? Ephraim. Ephraim. Ask that again. I'm sorry. Oh, my <laughs> bad. Hey, my internet's been geeking over here. My bad. Uh, 2-1. Lost oh. to Fulham. It will be game winner in the 97th minute. Must have been tough to see. I thought we were skipping United this week for some no, reason. We, no, we always got to embrace the L's from you guys, from everybody. <laughs> nah, Whoever talking. loses, we got to have fun. We about to cook oh, our nah. team real quick. Love I'm not just talking shit. I'm just talking shit. I keep it short and sweet, man. Yeah, heartbreaking. 
that's why I said, man, like that's why it's not not don't get too hyped up in the, in this in these winning streaks and and all this other stuff because you just never know. I thought he was gonna lose lose at Luton Town, so uh, to lose, but to lose another game at home after we was doing so well last season is very heartbreaking. Uh, once again, you just don't know where this team is going. Lack of heart, lack of uh, you know any kind of dominance. You know, no getting run through the midfield as usual. Um, Questioning Bruno Fernandez now. I think this time time to start questioning whether his captaincy is legit, uh, or it's just time to select somebody else. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I, I feel bad for Ten Hag. I don't know if he's going to last throughout the year or, or if he's going to get fired at the end. Reports talking about Z, uh, Zinedine Zidane for some strange reason. We all know his reluctance to, to learn English, and, and that that may not happen. But the rumors are that Ineos and, and Jim Ratcliffe. Uh, are really high on trying to pry him uh, to the Premier League. So I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, I don't know, man. United, once again, a roller coaster of a season, man. This is this is very disappointing. Hey, man, you know who else was disappointing on Arsenal? 1-0 lost to Porto. Everybody was thinking that league form of scoring goals for fun would go to Europe, but it doesn't work that way. Uh, that match, though, did have the most fouls in the Champions League out of every match so far this season. And I think the action of actual game time was only 50% of the ball being in play. So, hey, when you're in the Champions League and it's two draws, you know teams are going to play muddy, especially when they know they don't have the talent that you have. So I thought Arsenal would be better at playing low blo against low blocks and things like that, but it didn't work out that way. But, hey, on the weekend, they did, you know, recover and beat uh, Newcastle 4-1. Shout out to Botman for the own goal. Havertz scored. Saka scored. He's been on fire. And Kiwar scored. Uh, I do like the system. Yeah, like I said, shout out to Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko for getting hurt at the same time, getting that Manchester City Huff out of there has made the team better at attacking no more sideways and backwards football. And I do want to give Arteta props. Um, shout out to the homies at the Arsenal African Alliance. They've been getting on me saying I need to be nice to Arteta. They got pissed when I said bring Manchini. <laughs> I said bring Manchini. They didn't like it. So they've been sending me a lot of clips and videos and stuff. And I do respect... Um, the first day Arteta got hired, they showed me this interview about how he said he wants to dominate opponents. He's not, uh, you know, Pep's favorite word is control. He said he's not about control. He's about dominating, go and score and score and score again. And you are finally seeing that in the league recently. So hopefully it can transition into Europe. They're down 1-0, so it's not impossible. The next game is at home at the Emirates, so... Hopefully they can overcome their deficit and make the quarterfinal. But, hey, Porto is good, man. They know they're masters of the Haram. So, And it's ironic that a lot of people think that Arsenal should have won the Champions League in 2004 when they went invincible in the league. And the team that did win the Champions League that year was Porto, led by Jose Mourinho. So, hey, just go, guys. Play with that same aggression. We'll be at home, so the crowd will be with us. 
But in terms of the league, it is nice to see a team like Arsenal competing against City and uh, Liverpool for, you know, the quote-unquote Premier League title. I know Arsenal ain't winning that joint, but it is nice that they're staying with them. And actually, I think when it comes to uh, goals in England now, I think now Arsenal is only behind Liverpool for goals scored. So, yeah, Liverpool has 63 goals. Arsenal has 62. Arsenal has also conceded the fewest goals in the league with 23. So, hey, Arteta, salute. You're better than Robert Roberto Mancini, all right? I'll give you that. I'm not going to bother you no more. You know what you're doing with your project. It is impressive that you're playing well with no world-class players. Saka, he's on the line. Saliba, eh, he might be on the line one day. Shout out to Gabriel, the center back. He's been very well, too, balling at a high level. I didn't know their defense was this good this year. You are right for getting rid of Ramsdale as well for David Rea. So, hey, shout out to Arteta. My bad, bro. You know what you're doing. So, all right, let's move on. Uh, Marcus, speaking of coaches, you know, and apologizing to them, do you want to apologize to your uncle, Pep Linders? You know, he's going to Ajax at the end of the season. You and some Liverpool fans were saying, hey, man, after he dropped that book, he was exposing too many secrets. But, uh, you know, things are good now, right? Man, it's a new book on the way. <laughs> the, the Last Ride? The Last Ride. I might be in the memoirs in that motherfucker. He might say, that motherfucker motivated me. Because some of that shit that Pep been drawing up for us in the second half, what they what they giving uh, Jurgen at halftime? Well, that shit is amazing. Sorry, Pep, you still found he already got the IX head job though. Yeah, that's what people are reporting today. I've seen the promo videos. My man is smiling. Yeah, he's going back home to coach the biggest team in his country and bring them back to being number one. Low key, I think he should have went to somewhere like Porto. Uh, I mean, they ain't firing their coach. That opening would only happen if someone took him. But hey, it's a it's a trade that that we could have did. <laughs> we could have got Sporting. We could have got Almiron, Ruben Almiron. Oh yeah, Almiron. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could have got him and then gave them Pep. You know. <laughs> hey man, let him go home, man. He wants to relax, bro. Don't take none of our players. Let him let him get some of the preschoolers, man, on loan at least. Hey, I don't even know, bro. I don't even know. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, another op of yours, Everton. Guys, I don't know if you saw that Everton's point reduction member earlier in the season because of financial fair play uh, rules being broken. They were deducted 10 points. They were put in the relegation zone. Now, after their appeal has been granted, now the uh, point reduction has been moved from 10 to 6. But somehow more punishment might be coming. I mean, I've been trying to pay attention to this to try to see if I can get a glimpse of what might happen to City. But, I mean, we already know Everton's money isn't Man City money. But do you guys think that it was a fair evaluation for them to get four points back uh Cletus I'll start with you you're an expert at cooking books excellent finish most solid but, <laughs> um, yeah I don't I don't know why the league is playing with them like that um 
is is very disrespectful because it's like you're you're putting their whole season at, at on the line by saying here's here's a ten point deduction. You know we're gonna give you four points now. You can compete with niggas. And what's gonna happen in two months? They're gonna take another six points away or another ten. Like I just think right now the league needs to be um, more strict and maybe develop a, a proper guideline on how they want to go about um, sanctioning players when it comes to like. Um, you know, anything involving profit, whatever the case, because stuff like this, bro, is it it kind of like it fucks with players because in their head, they're like, okay, I'm playing hard. I'm doing this. Hopefully my team will stay up in the league. I'll get a contract extension or I may get a bonus, you know, and then you guys are coming out here, hitting them with points, deduction, giving them points, you know, and now they're like, man, at the end of the season, I may get cut because we may not you know, make make the drop or whatever the case. So yeah, the league needs to they need to come together, create a little SOP, you know, and get this shit together. So when it comes to charge man city, we know how this shit's gonna go. I know that when I wake up, it's gonna be a 20 point deduction each week. Each week, hey, hey, what? <laughs> hey man, put them in the dirt. Put them uh, in the dirt. A reefer. <laughs> hey, speaking of dirt. Hey, Marcus, they thought this old man was cooked, man. They thought this old man was finished. They thought he came to America to perish. But with that MLS minute, we're going to learn he might be Captain Clutch, right? It's a type of connection that only come with the greatness. Alba the Messi, Messi the Alba, Alba the Messi, Messi go. Hey man, we back for another MLS minute. The season has started. And we're gonna jump right in, like you said, man. Messi gotta go because that first game, they were mid. Okay. It's kind of quite odd that they play early in the week and then they get this bounce back game on Sunday. But hey, man, that team got ran around. Uh, LA Galaxy were the better team. They just don't know how to finish. Ricky Pui, I see why they got rid of you. You're not clinical. It's a penalty. <laughs> You're looking like he. Look, you know he looked like then. Ooh. A United boy, Chicharito. Oh, hey, man. Hey, hey. hey Chicharito yeah. can score, man. <laughs> hey, man, yeah, he was clutch. I'm sorry. You can say what you want about him. He was clutch for United. Yeah, but and that little that MLS, loan he had at Real Madrid, he was all right. But at MLS, that boy was not clutch on the on the penalties. He went yeah, a whole Yeah, he was shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, hey, the, we going to focus on, what does this say? Three three other games this week that I had checked out. Hmm. DC United versus New England. DC got a new coach. I don't know who the hell he is, but respect to him. That boy's still believing in Benteke up top. And Benteke actually delivered. It was something funny that I saw, uh, fellas. The MLS does not have goal line technology. Um, Benteke got a nice little cross in the box. He headed it down. 
the goalie stopped it with his foot past the line, bro. <laughs> okay, inside foot past the line, and then kept playing. Okay, what? yeah, Benteke just stood in the middle of the goal, like, no, 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 no. I need you to go to VAR. Bro, go to VAR, comes back, it's a goal. Hey. Yeah. And in the MLS and every other league, they got the watch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. We being broke boys over here. <laughs> we being broke boys. But the next game we watched was uh, LAFC versus Seattle. Clay's boy was in goal, Mr. Hugo Lloris. He, hey, not going to lie. He not really? stealing the check. He not, not really. stealing the Hey, he stopped stealing the check when he came because these dudes is on his level. He had some quality saves, but. LAFC, this this is the first game where we didn't see Mr. Vela. He ain't on the roster. Whoa, what's going on with Carlos? That boy want to move. He want to move. He don't want to play in the MLS no more. Hey, don't he know the transfer window's closed in Europe? Are you, is he trying to go to Brazil? I think they window's still open. I think Mexico might still be open. And then he over 30? Yeah, I think yeah. he's trying to go, trying to go represent. <laughs> Hey man, but LAFC, they still looking clinical. Got that 2 1 dub out there. Um, yeah, man. We ain't even gonna go into this room real, real deep because Atlanta got their ass whooped. Um, my homie Almada, he's ready to go. Free him. He's ready to go. The coach might need to go. Next week, we're gonna go more in depth. I might be live for that one because they was out there in snow. In Columbus, and I couldn't fuck with that. Yeah. You know how that goes. But the last game before we get up out of here, it might be the sleeper team this year, okay? They didn't make no no motherfucking moves for real. They still got a DP spot. They got motherfucking a Neville at coach. Phil. Portland. Them boys out here cooking with fish grease, man. They got Colorado the hell up out of here 2-0, man. I'm going to go, I guess we're going to end it like this. Messi is our player of the week because he the GOAT. He got his first goal in 177 days. <laughs> but I'm sorry, this ain't an MLS stat, but this is just a crazy stat I had to bring up. For Bobby Firmino has not been in the Premier League. Uh, the amount of days, is it's like 280 that's the same amount of days since Anthony's last goal. Oh. Hey, man, this has been the MLS game. We <laughs> out. Hell that, oh, you try to bring him to America. I mean, because I, I saw United's ready to get rid of him. Hey. And they're going to take a nice little – I like how you got that little dig in there, first of all. But second of all, yes, they are trying to get rid of him. Cut rate. And he going for cut rate, Cletus. Whoa, I, I, thought, you said, take, I thought you said I another hard word. Whoa, that's scary. Cletus, I know, I know uh, Chelsea taking under 25-year-olds. So, uh, what's up? Let's do some business. I know y'all need something. Mudrick ain't doing nothing for y'all. You can't have Darwin. I mean, hey, you know me, man. That's the only guy I'll probably take off of you right now. Maybe Endo for the Enzo. Whoa, whoa. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I like low boys now. I like I like low under the radar boys now. That, that's what right. I said. Hey, all right, Puffy Combs. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey. Say dirty money. Hey, hey, hey! It's free bands over here. Okay, it's that dirty money, right? Hey, no, 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 no! It's free bands only. We don't, you don't associate those, those boys in that activity. None of that. Take that. Okay, all we know is what else. And shh, shh. 
right, all right, man. Hey, <laughs> trying, trying to trying to get me convicted. <laughs> I don't know. I know you're linked with the city girls. That's all I'm gonna say, man. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I got some new workers too. You know, but you know, <laughs> shout out to them. Uh, Anthony, I looked up the DC United uh, coach. His CV. His name is. Excuse me if I say your last name incorrectly. Troy Lesesny. And Anthony, this CV is huff, man. That brother's been an assistant for a long time. The only time he's been a head coach was at New Mexico United in the championship for three years. Supposedly, he's a legend at the Charleston Battery. I mean, uh, if he was in Jamaica, they would be questioning the name of that club. But, uh, Anthony, are you impressed by this CV? I looked at what he won, couldn't find it. Hey, man, if he's chasing his dreams, that's what's up. That's all I got to say. Man. Whoa, whoa, yeah, nice guy chasing his <laughs> dreams by destroying your local club. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if he's doing what he wants to do, hey, what can I say? You know, more power to him, man. I hear you at uh, New Mexico United, 38% win percentage at New York Red Bulls. What you're telling me is we need to put in our application. Yeah, I mean, it don't look like it's that hot. I mean, he did coach at uh, New York Red Bulls last season, interim role, and he won 43% of the games. I think that performance there is what got him the D.C. United job. He's only 40 from South Carolina. I didn't know they had soccer heritage down there, so that's cool. But, hey, good luck to you, bro. Columbus crew. Oh, I thought that was in Ohio, man. Hey. Yeah, it is, but hey, we're gonna because yeah. <laughs> I was about to say I've been to Columbia, South Carolina before. I didn't see nothing with soccer, okay? Nothing. All right. South Carolina was so that time I was there, the electric green foam posit pros came out. You know, DC area, DMV, we love foam posits. So I went to the mall guys, no line. They didn't know what they didn't know what fresh shit was in their store. They didn't know what was going on. I could have bought out the store. But anyway, that's another story for another day. Shout out to South Carolina. I think they hip now. They got the internet. So before we disappear, though, guys, Claytis, what's your champagne move of the week? Or actually, no, no. If you don't mind, I have a couple random stuff that I want to tell y'all about, and y'all could ch chime in because I forgot to add to add this. Uh, you guys know Riyad Mahrez has an app now where you can just watch how he's living and just look at exclusive stuff on him. In it lifestyle, you know with it. That's the way to get go in it. <laughs> Anthony, you getting that Mahrez app? The COG. I'm getting my up. If you guys have been asking for it, it's here. You should have seen the promo. <laughs> that shit had me dying. Hey, I'm about to send it to y'all. But uh, Marcus, are you interested in the Mares app? Is he going to have Gucci headband on there? I mean, maybe, you know. Hey, that will be a next connection right there, bro. This nigga got a new, re hey, look, he going to have a, a mobile reality show at this motherfucker. I might yeah, have basically. In. Claytis is this because he told his girl, that's the business in it. That went viral, so they said, let's capitalize off this. Hey, my boy, you know, he came from City, and, you know, he knows the business finesse. Of course they had him, they got him right. 
you know, I'm, I'm going to tune in. I'm going to, I have to tune in because Mars does have sauce. Okay. He, he, he is, he's an outside boy. He's a city boy, to be quite honest with y'all. So yeah, I'm definitely tuning in. Yeah. Those hey. French brothers love being outside. I do got to show him love because uh my, his fake shot move. I bit that. <laughs> that is smooth, man. Another random note. Mbappe's having dinner right now with the president of France or prime minister of France, Emmanuel Macron, and the Emir of Qatar. Uh, what do you guys think they're discussing? I, I saw the pics from that today. Um, like when they when he met the the you know everybody the the big people. Um, it was funny, but I don't. I feel like right now he's more of a puppet for the French government because France is really trying to build their connection with the Saudis and, you know, everybody on, on that side of the world. Um, and he's just a puppet for them. And, you know, Macron's sick because he can't leverage him, you know, for, for more funds, but Hey man, you know, rub shoulders with the rich, get more bread. You know, you're young, get bread. Just, just get, get, get the bread, man. Don't, don't, don't worry about <laughs> Ephraim, what do you guys what do you think they're discussing at the dinner, man? Politics or football or what? Keeping his ass in Paris. That's what they talk <laughs> about. <laughs> Shit. They trying to give him a dipl diplomacy, like give him a diplomatic status or something. They trying to figure something, run for politics when you're done. Like, we got you, we got you when you stay here in Paris. I yeah, heard they're trying to give him I mean. Haiti, man. They said, go get Haiti. Go get Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they want another revolution down there, don't they? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I, I think that's what it is, though. Like trying to keep him in, in France because they know he's a poster boy for France. So, yep, yep. And my last random note is that the president of Ghana, Nana Kufuado, stated at his State of the Union address that one of the things he mentioned was potentially putting together an initiative on football. He said, and I quote, it is time to return to scouting, grooming, and developing talent at the district grassroots level under a presidential policy on football that I un intend to unveil, end quote. So, hey, this brother's about to be out of office <laughs> in December, so you better hurry up with this plan. But, hey, respect to him for realizing that bending over backwards for these Europeans doesn't do anything to help the football in the country. So, yes, build locally, organically put something into the local talent because they have the drive, the hunger, and the dedication to the country. They are real it's Ghanaians. And hey, I say real Ghanaians because they were born and raised there. I'm an American Ghanaian. I'm the only person in my immediate family that was born in America, but I have a crazy allegiance to Ghana where people even look at me and say like, hey man, for an American, you pay attention to your country, your homeland a lot. So. I know that's not the case for everybody. I told these brothers, Jerome from uh, Jeremy from Pone, they asked him, Leverkusen wing back about Ghana. He didn't give a damn because he's Dutch. So, hey, stop chasing these guys that don't give a fuck about our homeland and invest locally. I like that. But all right. Sorry, guys. Cletus, champagne move of the week. Yes, sir. And I, I had to remember this one. I'm going to give it to your boy. Granite Shaka, because when he scored his goal on Friday, <laughs> the boy was moving like he tried to fake the ACL pull, and then he started. He had a hamstring. Uh... Yeah, the hamstring joint was faking. 
Yeah, that, that was lit. That, that's my movie of the week. Yeah, man, especially when you saw the cam footage of Xabi uh, Alonso and the assistant was ready. The medical staff was ready to run on the pitch until he said, chill, chill. Yeah, that was nice. That was smooth. Shout out to Granny. Uh, Ephraim, what's your champagne move of the week? It's funny. I honestly didn't have one until you said something about Mares. So I'm going to have to give it to him for that RM26 app <laughs> on the App Store on your iOS. Is it it's free? In there. It's free. It says get. So it's free. 3.7 rating. Follow Uh-oh. your boy. Rehab Mares, RM26. That's what it's called. Everybody wants to be CR7, right? RM26 don't sound as smooth. <laughs> uh, my champagne move of the week, I'll give it to Luka Modric, that rocket goal he scored to win on the weekend. He's been a 50-50 player this year. Looks like this will be his last year at Real Madrid, but he's not retiring. So, hey, salute to him. One of the greatest servants the club has ever had to still show up for the club when they need something and to have a clutch goal at that age. And it was a rocket, man. It would have been my champagne goal of the week, but you already know where my champagne goal of the week is going. Cause when your goal actually guarantees champagne, it's for you. But uh, Marcus, what's your champagne move of the week? I'm going to give it to Gary Neville for his uh, <clears throat> perfect comment for Chelsea. Blue billion pound bottle jobs. You think he wrote that or did some did one of the editors or one of somebody give him that line? He's taking credit. He had to stand on He's it. Taking credit, yeah, yeah. So, You're not lying. Gotta call us the triple Bs, right? Yeah, those United guys are shameless, man. I saw Rio Ferdinand said that if Ten Hag went to Bayern like they would want him, Arteta would go to United? Shut the hell up. Yeah, I was seeing, I don't know what, I don't know what he'd be saying sometimes, man. They're like, the Dallas Cowboys over there. They they just be having everybody in media saying lost shit. Yeah, niggas go to counseling, the way y'all niggas move at United. <laughs> uh, Anthony, what's your champagne move of the week? I'm going to have to go with Phil Foden's lone goal over the weekend. Um, Beware. He has tape on his hands. That's all I'm going to say. That's why it's a champagne move. (laughs) I see. I see. (laughs) If you know, you know. And if y'all, I already told myself I'm moving myself from the case. But if anybody else wants to start something up, feel free. It will be in your best interest for your, your club and the league. If you investigate what's under the tape, so hey, he can't wear that shit on the thirteenth. <laughs> You'll see it; it'll be there. Is it on his left or right hand? I gotta know. Uh, let me, let me, let me verify. Let's see, let's see. It is on his. Yep, right hand. This is right hand, and he—I I believe he's a left-handed person. So, this is offhand. That that may mean something in Juju land. So. For sure, for sure. And my bad, y'all. The quote that I said about Arteta, the control quote is a more recent quote. But what he did say the day he got hired was about we need to be aggressive, assertive. And yeah, I looked in his eyes. He wasn't lying. So yeah, Arteta, I'll leave you alone. But anyways, (laughs) I had to clean that up. Champagne goal of the week, Virgil van Dyke. 
game-winning goal, guaranteeing your club a trophy. That is a historic moment for himself, for that club in that time period. And I think it also, you could argue, hey, this solidifies VVD as arguably the most important player in the club era because as amazing as Salah has been, Trent, Andy, they've had so many amazing players, Allison, even uh, our boy, the captain, Hendo, he had a nice run. They had an amazing amount of talent, but you could argue Virgil is the most important because when he got there, that's when they made the Champions League final. They lost to Real Madrid, but they made the final. Then they started winning trophies. For a guy to be at Southampton and people could see this guy was a world-class talent and then he fulfilled it and exceeded expectations, it's amazing to see. So shout out to Virgil van Dyke. Uh, I saw after the game, he said, y'all thought I was finished. Marcus and I, we talked about it. I think the year after he came back from injury, how Konate had to help him out more because he wasn't as mobile as agile. He looks like he's back to his best, and it must be nice to see, Marcus. Hey, man, I'm going to just piggyback. The captain, Dick Verge, making the storybook ending. Yeah, we're giving that. We're going two times for that goal, and like you said, yeah, this year he back on. Honestly, I I give credit to uh to the national team. Honestly, having those guys, he kind of can relax a little bit more and kind of get his timing together. And then, like you said, with Kanate, shit, Kanate to me when he played, he took it up another level. So you kind of got good players around you. It's gonna it's gonna make you get back on level. And like like you said, after that they called him in there. He said, "No, nah, man, we just getting started." Like, he ain't done yet. Mm-hmm. Anthony, what's your champagne goal of the week? Man, I'm going to give my props some more props to do, just like y'all, man. Shout out to Virgil van Dyke. He uh, lost his best center back in the Premier League title once Ruben Diaz stepped into the league, but it's good to find out that he still has it. So, yeah, there you go. Yep, and hey, I think he's looking for that title this year. I saw I saw Squawker. They've been comparing uh him rent fans randomly asking questions. Can you compare Virgil van Dyke to this center back, that center back? And he was clearing everybody. I didn't see a uh side to side breakdown between him and Ruben Diaz, but yeah, it is nice to see VVD back at his best. Especially y'all know center back in your 30s, you're not supposed to still be nice after serious injuries, but uh, Cletus, what's your champagne goal of the week? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it to that boy Harry Kane for scoring that double. Um, the second goal that Volley went in us the game because, you know, niggas needed that three points. <laughs> yeah, man. Ephraim, what's your champagne goal of the week? I'm going to give it to you, who you didn't give it to. I'm going to give it to Luka Modric for that goal because it was not only did he score a heck of a goal, it's the way he brought it down and, mm-hmm. and then just shot it right after the, like, the bouncing off of somebody else's head. So, uh, yeah, Luka Modric, 81st minute, 1-0 against uh, uh, Sevilla. It was a banger. And, and, hey, Ephraim, did you see how sick Sergio Ramos was? <laughs> he was crushed. I bet he was, especially after that reunion they had before the game started. Yeah, man, he saw red. He wanted to <laughs> do something, but I that was a nice goal, no doubt about it. Now, 
Ephraim, I'll start with you, my friend. Who are you in the club with? All right, I'm going to do the give credit where it's due as well. I'm bringing champions in. They won a cup. Liverpool, blah, blah, blah. They got a cup. Good for them. 1-0 against Chelsea. So I'm going to give it to them. They're coming in the club. They deserve it. <laughs> that's a sick that's a sick invite it sounds like you might be it sounds like you might the club might be something like the red wedding in game of thrones like it's a setup <laughs> nah nah legit like legit uh celebrating let's go <laughs> all right hey i'm with you liverpool's in the club with me for sure victor Wembenyama, welcome to the club you finally balling at that high level started taking less threes i like that dominating defensively to the point where they're trying to say uh they might get rid of defensive three seconds so you can might you might average five blocks next year so shout out to you Wemby uh Marcus who are you in the club with hey man you know who we're in the club with whole coaching staff whole backroom staff big Kloppo big Verge the kids you outside the rope because you can't fucking drink and <clears throat> Trey McConnell, couple of y'all playing this week, so I don't need none of y'all drunk. Uh, um, get them boys. What 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 they give them at church? You know some of that. Uh, um, who else? Oh yeah, and we bringing in my boy Cam, bro. Hey man, you need a couple of drinks. Them boy really tried you, and you you kept your composure and still threw that fella. I dig that. Now, Anthony, who are you in the club with? Uh, dang, I, I'll keep it respectful. First, I'm in the club with Kevin and Erlen for having a balling day today in the FA Cup. But um, we're, I'm also in the club where it's club pet and this is the club where if we won so many trophies for uh, a specific uh, silverware, we name our dogs after that that trophy. Shout out to Phil Foden naming his dog Carabao and Liverpool loving the trophy they just won. So I'm partying with Phil and his dog named Carabao to celebrate Liverpool winning their 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 their, their trophy. Started glitching right there. He has a dog named after that Huff Cup. Oh, yeah. Man, that's how you know City used to take that joint serious. Nah, man. After you win the cup four times, you don't respect it. You name your dog after it. You got yeah, it. You respect it. He loves that dog. You know that. Is that where yeah. he made his debut for City in the Carabao Cup or something? Yeah, something like it. Okay. That's what's up, man. Shout out to Phil Foden and, you know, his son. That might take his shine very soon. Hey, man. Elway. <laughs> you gotta watch out. Yeah, he has a nickname. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch out. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hey man, Cletus, who are you in the club with, man? Hey man, you gave me the idea, so I'm gonna roll with it. We about to have a red wedding. We're gonna have all the Chelsea squad and all the Byron squad in the hey. club. No liquor allowed. You're gonna sit there until the lights come on. You're going to think the whole time you see a nigga's party popping bottles, you're going to sit there and think. It's a setup. Thomas not invited? The whole Byron squad. 
Is, is this an assassination attempt? Sounds like a form of torture. We're just going to sit in a club, watch Liverpool pop bottles, everybody pop, and you're just going to sit there. Oh, oh, oh. No, no, no complimentary bottles, no house champagne, no, no cranberry juice, no pineapple Ooh. juice, no even timeout. They're in timeout in the water, bro. No water. You're Please. sitting there the whole three, four hours watching niggas. Hey, Marcus, that sounds like the Stefan Diggs treatment. You know, whenever, <laughs> whenever they lose in the playoffs, he just be watching the other team celebrate, looking sick. Hey, bro, that boy be looking like he going on a quiet retreat on the field. <laughs> hey, man. Do you have a name for that club, Cletus? Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. nah. <laughs> Sounds like time out. It might are be Club Voyeur, man. It might be the Voyeur Club. You just watch yeah. it, niggas shine. And you yeah, are they standing, Cletus? Or they get this, are they sitting down? Do they have like uh, benches? No, no, no seat in the, no, no sitting in the section. Dang, it's like standing, standing, standing in the Hey man, now there there's seats in the section, but you gotta stand. Yes. Hey, they just gotta look at. Oh, oh, oh. If there's no space, you gotta stand on the seat. You can't sit on it. Hey, I gotta stack up. That's crazy. Hey, well, <laughs> shout out to everybody showing up. Marcus, Anthony, Ephraim, Cletus. This is Champagne Soccer, the best podcast in the world dedicated to the beautiful game. And you know we got to turn up extra because, hey, Liverpool won a trophy. This is what it's all about, popping the champagne. So, Marcus, what we got to do, man? Hey, man, cut on that do looper, one kiss. Whoa. Pop your bottle. <laughs> Dance. My <laughs> <I> bad. Hey. <laughs> he cut me off. But we still back, man. Until next time. I pressed the wrong button on accident. I was trying to mute myself because I was geeking. (laughs) Hey, man, we out, man.